Oh yeah, what what? Hola amigos, yo soy el showrunner Jake y estoy con el maestro Mazamore Elijah Jackson. What what? Hello hello. All right, Eli, I gotta be straight with you, man. I'm not really sure if that's how you say Dungeon Master in Spanish. So I hope that was right because we have episode five of Next on the Initiative for y'all today. All right, guys, five episodes in. Thank you for sticking with us and enjoying the content. But so you already know, uh, we use roll 20 to play D&D. So sometimes we talk about the map, tokens and character placements on the screen. And we forget to mention the numbers that we get on the dice sometimes. It's still sound effects for a lot of it. Ooh, ah, e. Haha, <laughs> success! Ah, oh, man, that's. Ah, uh, I rolled it. I rolled that. Dang. You know, but for now, um, Elijah, that old man that does our episode intros, is he available to do this one? Like you mentioned last time. No, no. Mm, he's, he's still out on his journey, it seems, uh, but he left us his. Chill! Yeah, he left it. He sent us his message, his messenger parrot, which seems to be difficult to deal with. He had a messenger parrot. Something about, yeah. Uh, his name is Cinnamon. That's yeah. cute. Cinnamon the parrot. Cinnamon the parrot. Something about crossing the plains of fire to meet an old flame. <coughs> old flame, more like scorched earth relationship. <coughs> Good job, Cinnamon. Good job. <coughs> Thank you. Can I have a cracker? No, you can't. No, no, I cannot give you a cracker. I was told specifically not to give you a cracker. What about for some birdseed? Birdseed? Yeah, I have that over here, but I, I'm i kind of recording something here, so I can't feed you while doing this. You you, you, have, you have no patience. What about if I give you this ring? Did he, did, he, did he give you a ring for us and you just had it this whole time? Yeah. Something about saving your pathetic lives. You are. F- uh, Elijah, did that parrot just say? F- <laughs> <laughs> well, time for the magic of reading a letter out loud to change my voice into his. Wait, so you're not gonna tell me about the ring or that the parrot seems to be very sentient and. Is, is that really a parrot? So, hey, off topic, you know they never talk about the pain of the, uh, the pain when the magic takes hold of it and forces your chin. Oh, oh, God, the, the pain. <laughs> Salutations to those back at the tower. I hope my departure has not made things unpleasant. Please take good care of Cinnamon the Parrot. He can be quite a handful, much like these prisoners. Lucky for the drow, they're chained up, or are they? Plans start to go awry when there's a change in the schedule. Attempts at being covert gets tricky, and with these frustrating events, everyone should just take a breath and relax. (gasps) With the escape coming close this episode, what could go wrong? Welcome back to another episode of Out of the Abyss. How's everyone doing? I'm so excited. Pretty good. I think I'm still at one hit point. Yeah, so far everyone's still in one piece. Last time we left off, there's a little bit of chaos going on as a 
Krav and It decided to try to break out and do their own thing. It didn't decide. It was just running away. <laughs> it was scared. It took advantage of the situation. It was just like, oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god. Yeah, some situations happened and unfortunately both were captured and returned back to the during that time, uh, Zuvar was taken to Jorlin's quarters where he was informed that he's willing to help them and plans to help the prisoners escape by leaving the playpen's door. That evening, everyone regrouped back at the pen and started conversing and making some sort of a plan to begin their escape. Overnight, some of the people had some crazy dreams and we're gonna come to the next morning with everyone awake. You're all in the slave pen and gathered together in the morning like you normally would be. Uh, since the attempted lockdown yesterday, there was no meals given and they seem to be doing the same today. However, it seems like it's taking longer for some of the officials to come up and give the assignment. At the same time, uh, you can see a little bit of commotion here and there with the uh, drow moving away from your pens. Seems like something was going on. Eldiv, always attentive, is moving closer to the uh, gates of the pen to take a look. And then she points, uh, she tries to motion one of you guys over to her to see it as well. Come take a look. There's an injured drow. I, I look around. And I point to my chest, like, me? Any of you? I thought this might be in. Check it. They bring him on the stretcher. It peeks out from behind a large pile of whatever, but does not really move. I approach the gate. You can see if it, it... Give me a perception check when you all go to take a look, just because it's a bit further down onto the ground floor. The way their slave pen is set up, you guys kind of got to clean your head and focus. Uh, that's an eight. You see some of the commotion on the higher floors, but not what Elder was pointing out until she sees you're struggling and just kind of like guides your, guides your hand towards it. On the way towards the lift section, you see a drow being carried on some kind of makeshift stretcher with various cuts and bruises. I wonder what happened to the big guy there. I, I walk over. I stand next to the uh, warforge point and shrug my hands upwards like, what happened? Something attacked them, has the whole group in a hissy. Mm -hmm. I rub my non-existent chin. Can I make a perception check? Yes, you can. Alright, uh, plus three, so eleven. You see uh, similar sights with your eleven, just a little bit better. You, kinda overhear, you can kind of overhear parts of the conversation from the guard tower above as they're kind of just frantically panicking and talking. Do you understand Elvish? Mm, I, do. I don't think so. Let me double check. I do not understand Elvish. I do. Okay. If you want to mention to a crowd that their conversation, he could probably pick up on some of it. Can I try and listen to what they're saying? Give me a perception check to just see how well you can uh, how well you can listen. Can I use my passive perception? You're actively trying to hear in on the conversation. Oh. Oh. Oh, that roll. You are not discreet in your tr in your eavesdropping, and you just kind of bend. Uh, you trying to like you lean on the gates, making a creaking sound as you uh, lean on them. And the guards just kind of look down and just get ready to cross for you and just yell back into the pen, move back from the gates. 
To which Eldip immediately like backs away and like motions towards you and Noki to do the same, pulling Croft back. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, I, I I lift my hands up. I'm like, okay, it's cool, it's cool. It's quiet for another hour or two with this commotion going on. Then at the gate, you see your commanders of the prison arrive. So you see Joy, you see Shore, and you see Evara. But all of them stand up in the approach, and they begin their typical speech for the morning. Good morning, everyone. I hope you all slept well. Some of you had an active day yesterday. As she says that, she glares at a problem it. I hope we won't have to have these same problems again. You two are too valuable to die straight out. In any case, we're going to keep making sure that you all stay in line. It's going to be simpler now that you haven't had any meals, and it's going to stay that way until you learn how to behave. We're going to change the assignment order this time, and we're going to leave several of you in, you know, just to keep it, uh, tidy. We'll give you assignments momentarily. Stay ready. Uh, she pats Joel on the shoulder and says, get to it, and her and Shore walks away. Jorlin begin, uh walks towards the pen and looks at each one of you and begins calling off the names who will be heading off for the chores. At the same time, he kind of gives a side-eye to Savar, who is kind of in the corner, just relaxing, and he nods subtly and walks away from the pen. Right. So, the people who are stuck in the pen and are not allowed to go out is Maya, Jack, <laughs> Shushar, Jim Jar, and Darren Dill. Quick question, Pete. Yes. Did we take a, a, a short rest or a long rest? Uh, this is the morning after, so you have had a chance for a long rest. Okay. As they bring uh, you, Bobito, and Stool out, they hand you your uh, tools for cleaning, and one of the drow mentions. Seems like you all have a lot of work for yourself since the group is smaller. We're gonna drag you around some of the other sections. So the first part they make you clean up is the tower, which isn't too much to clean except the bottom section, where they usually have most of the guards chilling. Then they take you by the shrine to uh, clean there. While you're in the shrine, you see Asha praying, and that kind of forces them to kick you out of the area. So most of your time spent so far will be at the barracks. Go ahead and move you guys over there. Okay. I'm free. <gasps> Make a break for it. <laughs> no, not not yet, you fool. Be cool. Be cool. Be cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess right now it's just Noki. So it's currently just you, Bupito, and Stool cleaning up. They kind of left you to have access to both the hot elite barracks and the. Uh, regular barracks and you are what would you like to do so we're, we're currently alone um outside of one or two drow who are in the barracks meditating it is just you three as you enter the other barracks you see one drow here and uh in the other two meditating as well but it seems like just one drow per room so in total four drow each in their own rooms mm-hmm i should uh I should also mention that you are you see one of the you see one of the crag up above here just manning the lift. Okay. Cool. So how far would you say is the overall distance around me from where I'm standing to each of the barracks? One, two, three, four. 
well the one of the elite uh the two to your left and right immediately are about 10 15 feet away from you you can easily walk towards both so you have to walk further to get into the other ones but that's uh, just another that uh one two three four five six seven thirty five feet okay so two of them are within 10 feet and the other two are in like 30 feet away okay sounds good um i look at Bupido and i say come follow me pretend you're cleaning and i guess i just gesture to him with my hands and like start like sweep sweeping right but i'm like i do you communicate him do you already do you connect the spores with uh to him to communicate or just do it with your hands I'm like, imagine me holding a broom, and I'm like sweeping, and I'm like looking in a direction as I'm starting to sweep dirt that direction. I'm like, nudge, nudge, come on, this way, this way. Lubito is polishing the knob of one of the doors as he like glances twice to see you, looks at the crag off nearby, who's just kind of idly dozing off at this point, and he just calmly shuffles over. Yeah, and I, I look at Stool, and I do the same. Stool plops over. Yeah. And now that we are in, in what seems like a remote corner of the area, I release my uh, repertoire spores, which extend 20 feet around me. One second, need to make some con saves. Okay, cool, cool, cool. They are connected to your spores. All right, I, I'm like, Pupito, our plan, what do we do? It seems they are splitting us up. We take advantage of the situation. They think because it's a smaller group, they can control us. It should be easier for us to move into some of these barracks and begin off home. Perhaps we can make it easier for us to grab the weapons on the way out or try to pocket a few of them now. Should we attempt to pacify the guards? Should we take them out or perhaps just lock them into their rooms? It. Mm. She, he looks at his hands, still man of uh, chain, and looks at drawers and stools, and hesitates for a moment. And then his voice gets a bit cold. While I do enjoy spilling the blood of our enemies, I feel like this is not our opportunity. Hmm. So, do you, you were polishing the knobs and <laughs> handles on some of the barracks. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they are being are able to be locked or barred to prevent escape? From the inside, it looks like. It doesn't seem like they uh, are from the outside. They just seem like you could lock them from the outside on the, any of these doors. All right. So I, I was thinking we could lock them in, but it seems that won't work. Do you remember seeing anything of interest inside the barracks? A mm, couple of books here and there that they have next to nightstands, uh, some to, some packs they have lying around. One of them had one of them left the dagger on bed. I think if we can be sneaky enough, we can procure it. Hmm. I think we should go for it. I think we should grab everything we can. Which which. Which barracks did you see the dagger? Over here, and on this side, he walks over to the door. 
He starts cleaning it up as he looks back towards the crag off and then nods to you saying, He's we should be able to get in real quick. He creaks it open, but he doesn't make take another step forward and looks at you. I think one of us might not be able to do this. Is it is it because I'm a mushroom person? Is this a race thing? He he at that point kind of nut looks towards Thule, who is in a mushroom, in a Mykonid sense, just still wide-eyed and curious about how what's going on. It should probably be one of us that goes in there. I could keep watch if you'd like to. Yeah, I'll, I'll take. I, I have something up my sleeve in case things get dicey. Alright, so I, I walk over and go in. Give me stealth check. Oh, wait. Plus four, two. So I get a four. <laughs> Almost instantly, you step in and just, <laughs> just. No subtlety whatsoever. The guy, the guard, the drow in the back of the pin, I mean, in the barracks, he kind of shakes awake and sees you. Oh, don't worry. I. If when as soon as he sees me, I telepathically tell Pepito just to stay calm. I got it from here. Act act casually, like you're going about doing your business. God, just drowsy, shaking awake, and just like, what are you doing in here? I do not wish you can clean elsewhere now. Be gone. I I I come. Um, I like I like freeze, and I'm like, I'm so sorry, and I bow, and like. I'm like just going about my business and I, like I didn't hear him and I'm just like act actively cleaning on my knees and stuff. What? Oh, for loss. Damn. Hey, you didn't hear me, Mushroom? Get out. And I, I look at him like I still don't understand what I'm saying and I'm like bowing and I'm like, I'm like, don't, don't worry, this won't take long. Like, I don't say that, but I'm just like moving towards stuff and cleaning. He then gets up and like, walks over to you he he was in the barracks and you can see that he wasn't he's not currently wearing armor and whatnot he's just in his cloth and tunic and he just approaches you and grabs your shoulder to pull you forward like out here um i tell Pupita to come inside and while i'm like distracting him pretend that he is just coming inside to get me if he can grab the knife while i'm distracting him Okay, let me go ahead and I will give Rupito advantage on this stealth roll. Oh, almost quick, like almost instantly, you see a little flash of white hair as the Daryl swiftly jolts through the other side of the room and pockets the dagger. And at the same time, he runs towards past the other crowd and starts grabbing you, like, My apologies, sir. I, I, you, I, he's a bit hard on the ears hearing. He got to, like, use motion actions on it come 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 buddy he he just meant to clean it's okay but guy don't don't worry about him and he uh repeater starts bowing profusely towards the like forgive us we we only meant to do our job we no more please and he just continues acting like that until the drow just sighs and kicks the door closed to which uh repeater looks at you and then sighs eyes the crack off who kind of shakes awake from the uh door closing, looks at you all cleaning, and then slowly just back off to sleep. And then you see him flip it. Oh, the one in... Okay, so just um, have it all straight. 
the one in the barracks kicked us out, went back to bed. The one in the lift noticed what was happening, sees us continue to clean, and just goes back to watching. Okay. To which, at that moment, Bupito doesn't pull the dagger out, but you kind of see him just make this nod and has a wide, toothy grin. I'm, I'm, I look and I'm like, wing. <laughs> Okay, that's one of the things I can do. I have eyes. I'm allowed to wink. I'm very good at it. In in your head, you hear the childish voice of a uh, stool. Is it working? Did you do it? Are we are we being sneaky? We're being very sneaky, stool. But keep up the charade. Pretend. All part of all part of the plan. Yeah. So far, part of the plan. Just keep cleaning. Tell me if you see anything interesting. Can I have Stool roll a perception check? Yes, you can. Do 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 do. Mushroom. He kind of just looks around and rushes towards this side and like, I'm gonna clean over here. Let me know. Let me know. And he just starts sweeping next. I'm like, all right, Stool, but be careful. Be careful. Don't, don't get too, too active. Okay. Right, right, right. And you kind of see him kind of like, he looks a bit more attentive while cleaning and he just puts his back tree is sweep, sweep, serious, sweep. Here, I I go to the lift on the other side. I guess if stool is here, I'm over here and we're just cleaning. Do you, can I want to roll the perception so you have, I see anything interesting around the lift because we might need to know more about the lift later. Um, okay, go ahead and roll me perception to look around, but if you want to try to understand a bit more on how to lift mechanics, I will act for investigation instead. 17. Okay, roll, can I put this roll towards investigation then? Yes, you can. You kind of just like with that great glance, just, hold on. Oh, I'm in suspense. <laughs> Do I know how to operate the lift? Is it plug and play level easy? Huge signs that say, push here to go up, push here to go down. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's pretty simple in terms of, you look at it, it's kind of like a lift and pull system. They have a basket at the bottom and connected by some silk all the way up to the lift here. You see the crag off below and you see a bell on both sections and you kind of figure one of them will give off the signal to either raise or lower the lift depending on who uh, is in control. Okay, I share this information. You also see you also see that it can hold like up to four people at a time. It's a, it doesn't seem like it can have too much more than that or will start breaking. Um, it takes some time for the lift to move up and down. You say about 24 seconds or so. so put that in there and you also know that the craggers are strong but they are kind of like struggling each time they move this lift up and down so you might want to have someone who's capable controlling it mm, okay i share all this information with rubido and stool to which you just hear in your head partially damn time for that orc to die huh well you do we do what we can with what we got i also i believe the Dwarf woman, Eldith, she seems pretty capable. Ah, uh, yes. We can possibly rely on her in the Warforge if this is our option. And Shushar, he's not a violent man, but he seems like a strong man. I probably 
rely on him as well. He kind of has a glint in his eye for a moment and stops thinking. Think and looks at you and says, "I'm going to make an attempt." And he slips into the guard's door barracks. I I kind of go over, keeping an eye on him just in case, because I'm like, "Wait, what? No, uh huh? What? What is he doing?" So he enters, and you just you just see him going through most of the barracks. Like he is just clean, checking the drawers and everything. But he's doing this with such skill that the drow meditating in the back doesn't hear a thing. You just see him looking, pocket a few things, look, pocket another thing here or there, and he gets close to the drow. You kind of see his look change a little, and you think he, you you see on his face that he thinks he's alone. And he kind of steps closer to the drow's face, almost putting his hand there on him. And he pulls out the dagger and just kind of like po- points it towards him, just staring. As he does so, he just has this weird grin on his face and shakes his blade and then puts it back. Checks the drow real quick and tries to see if he can uh, pick something off him. Doesn't seem to be a success and he just backs away. Dude, my eyes are like as wide as they possibly can, to the point where like if I could, I would throw a, grow a third eye just for the sole reason of like having it open as wide as it can too. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, you mad lad! He smiles and uh, he nudges over toward he nudges you back over towards his side where you see Stuhl just like I'm sweeping, I'm sweeping. Good job, Stuhl. Keep it up. <laughs> to which he pulls out two more daggers as well as three vials of this dark liquid and several crossbow gold. Mm, yeah, I I tell him, like, very subtly, slip me some of the things you've got. I'll hide them on my person as well. Okay, so he gives you one of the uh, vials, and you can take a closer look if you want to make a, I would say, medicine check to try to figure it out. Yeah, sure. Sounds good. Or investigation, whichever you think. Well, let me ask you, which one would you think I would gain more insight into. Investigation, I would say, would allow you to just like inspect the liquid and be like, oh, this might be such and such. If you do a medicine check and roll well with you'll have a full understanding of what it is in terms of... Here, let's roll the dice with medicine. I have more questions about it. Nice. Not 20, my boy. Holy crap. Yeah, you can tell that this is a, a one nice vial of drow poison. And with that piece of knowledge, you kind of inspect the liquid and see that you can use it for a couple of applications. You think you can pour it on about five or six crossbow bolts if you need to, or just culture blade in it. With it, it usually uh, leaves the target poisoned, and depending on their resistance towards poison, and if their constitution is strong enough, they uh, weak enough, they will pass out and pass out from the poison. I asked Pupito, uh, I, I asked him. Have have you ever seen this being used? In his your hair, you hear it? Oh yes, I'm sure they used it on several of us during their time capture. I remember getting it with a few bolts myself. Potent stuff. What does it do to your skin or your, the body? Um, it leaves a painful welt where it hits, and once the poison causes, if you're not resilient enough, it can leave you flat on your ass. Hmm, interesting. Do you think we can find some more of these perhaps in the other barracks? If they're if we're careful enough. And I I like like pump my eyebrows, I'm like, do you think we're careful enough? Pump pump 
and he kind of just smiles and says, I might be able to try. He will try, uh, nearby, he will start making his way over to these barracks, look around, and open the door and try to go in. To which he immediately starts saying, Hello, sir, just here for cleaning, don't mind us. And he immediately in your head here says, He's awake, wide awake, watching the door. On the other side, you hear, Hurry up and make it quick. I'm busy. Yes, yes, sir. Come, 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 comrades. Help me, help me, uh, clean these beds so we can get out of here. I, I tell Stuhl, like, oh, cl- clean the outside, Stuhl. Me, me and Pupito clean the inside. And I, like, I guess I walk in and bow to the meditating drow and I point at the wall and, like, objects and it's like, clean this, clean this, clean, clean that. I guess in an attempt to distract him and help Pupito be unobserved so he can do his thing. Alright, let me give a roll for Pupito. Okay, yeah. You see as he's cleaning, you just see him subtly opening drawers and closing it nonchalantly and brushing it. The drow barely notices. But you can also see the grimace on his face as he's going through and doesn't look like he can easily pocket any of the stuff like he uh, did in the other room. Then he stops and looks at the drow and kind of just stares at him for a moment. And in your head, you hear, You know, we might be quick enough if you want to. Mm, I say, no, not now. Not stick to the plan. It's just a silence for a moment. And then he begins cleaning again. Okay. We're just going to cut from you two and head back to the pen now. Yeah. I hope that was a good place to stop. So, it, you, and Krav are with the others just hanging out in the pen. Uh, Sushar is me- me- uh, meditating. Uh, Seraph is currently watching the stuff going on down below. Jim Jar and Darendil are just talking to one another. Okay. So, it uh, is going to kind of vaguely cozy up to Shibashar without uh, without uh, actually touching him, because, you know, doesn't want to make him sick, and uh, just kind of, like, watch intently at everyone else. Shibashar kind of peeks his eye open, sees you, and just asks, Would you like to meditate? A what? Would you like to meditate? Um, it says, what? what's that? It is, I've found my way to enlightenment. It, um, considers this for a minute, it says, help us escape? He could give us a better focus. Prepare our minds for when the time comes. Then um, it kind of nods and says, how? Show. And he just smiles and pats the ground next to him. Sit, sit, calm, sit here and clear your thoughts. Begin by thinking calm though, and then think nothing at all. Okay, so it tries to do that. Um, is this like a roll to see if I successfully meditate? Yeah, I actually was gonna say, give me a straight wisdom check to see if you can focus enough. <laughs> it can stay still. Well, he is actually quite wise, so let's try this. Um, oh, never mind. Um, four. <laughs> you close your eyes and almost instantly you as a grunge just nope nope too quiet too still can't do this oh no 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 and you just hop away <laughs> and then hop back to Sushar who just chuckles <laughs> it is a process I understand with time you'll be perfect it um, says no time we will find time little one there is hope our friends nearby are intelligent they are preparing a way out 
at this time you see Stairs just staring at the bar doors and he looks back at you, Claw, and kind of n- nudges and motions you over. I walk over. He and Elvis talk to you. Seems like one of their parties was attacked while picking up supplies. They had to go out and gather materials for themselves because the last uh, company hasn't come in yet. Something large attacked them and they didn't know how to respond. Seems like there's more bodies out ahead. So this seems like a chance for us to break out for real this time. Yeah, but they also have properly separated us. And he kind of ju- he puts his hand on the pin. If the knowledge, uh, if the knowledge Zuvara gave us is accurate, we should be able to break through these pins any time. He should. Jordan was already here. I have no doubt he would have unlocked it earlier. Another concern is these manacles on us. We haven't found a way to take them all off. And then he kind of looks at you and he glares. Everyone kind of remembers how previous uh. Last night, you was able, uh, not you wasn't able to, but Zuvar was able to break the manacles off of you. So you're one of you just kind of keeping them on for the sake of appearance. So with... Sorry, oh, yeah, go sorry ahead. to interrupt. It overhears this and actually wants to try and uh, take off its manacle to make another... Do you, when you, uh, do you jump into conversation trying to do this or mention this? No, it just kind of overhears it and then starts fiddling with its manacles like, oh yeah. <laughs> so... Do you have any kind of tools that you're trying to use, or you're just trying to break out with, like, your own attempt? Yeah, it's not going to use any tools. I don't think it has any tools to use. Unless it's, like, bones or something. <laughs> um, let's see. Breaking out, breaking out. What was that again? Slide of hand? Give me, uh... Yeah, give me a dexterity check to try to break out while at disadvantage. All right. Ten... Okay, so either 14 or 24. So, 14. Ah... <laughs> uh... <laughs> You feel like the first set of manacles are easier to kind of slip, but because of the double lock that they designed on yours, you have no, you don't seem to have any luck uh, breaking out. You figure with some kind of tool, you might be able to pick the lock a bit easier. Okay. <laughs> Eldridge just size next to you all, getting us nowhere. Nothing we can do while we're waiting here. And there's something I can do. And they all look, everyone kind of like perks up and looks at you. And I attempt to break out of my manacles. You are already technically out of your manacles. You just are wearing them for the sake of appearance. They they broke you out of yours uh, yes, uh, the other time. Okay, alright, cool. Alright, um, I start moving towards the gate. Um, are there any, any, like, guards or anything nearby? Yeah, the two guards up at the tower, they're kind of not paying attention, but if you were to do some to the gate, they might notice. I call up to one of the guards. Guard? What's inmate? You mind letting us know what's going on? You know, around? Doesn't concern you, just wait for the trading company to come in. But this involves y'all too, doesn't I'm it? I'm not going to say it again, machine. <laughs> Alright, flashback. <laughs> and then I turn and walk away. Does a 16 hit? A 16 does hit. And as you turn, you feel at the side of your back, in the back of your leg, a crossbow bolt uh, piercing. It's like, I bet you can't come down here and fight me like a real man. Give me intimidation while you say that to try to, like, coerce him to take you on down there if you think you can. And what does an 8 do? An 8 has him chuckle and point talk to the other drow. And Elvis, you hear, he's getting cocky. Let's play a little target fire. 
Oh, by the way, you also take six points of piercing damage. Make your con save for me. That's a 17. Oh, yeah. You pass it. No problem. And you kind of see him load up another crossbow. It's like, I bet you I can hit him in the shoulder. And he takes aim and fires at you once more. Does a 13 hit? I just tilt my head to the side as that arrow passes. Uh, and I'm still and I'm still continuing to walk back. He's visibly annoyed as the other drow laughs and says, <laughs> "Come, come, come! It's a big target. Watch and learn." He leans. He actually leans on the side of the post and just aims with one hand at you. And he hits the bottom of the wooden post in front of him and splinters kind of fly out. He's just like, "Ah, ah get it!" And yells in in uh, Elvish when you see them trying to recover above. <laughs> I just do a monotonist, uh, 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 and just keep walking back. <laughs> Elder smiles when she uh, sees you walk past. Well, at least we'll be entertained for a little bit. I certainly hope nothing happens. And at this moment, you all hear a loud screech echo through the base of the cavern. It hides. At this point, you just hear alarms, horns blare out from everywhere. Uh, Inoki, you start to hear this as well, and from your position near the lift, you can see from the northern entrance dozens of dozens of wicked creatures fly in. Seems like these chasm demons flying all over the prison post. Two of them immediately land on one of the guard posts and start attacking the drow as others start to flood in. Then you see inside two large rock demons. I, I quickly, before you even finish, I grab stool. I grab stool and like, like shield him a little bit. They begin to screech and start destroying parts of the pole. As a lot as chaos is going through, you see the drow around to start moving and preparing to uh get everyone here for battle. I, I tell, I um shout at Bupido, we have to move. Let's go back to the barracks. Now might be our only chance. I whisper to Stool since he's right, like under me. I'm like, Stool, it's escape time. Well, Eli, man, it's happening. It's happening, man. We're we're trying to escape. We're finally doing something about our escape attempts and those background hints you've been dropping at something causing a delay in the supplies of the Drow and. Those prison guards that have been attacked in the background. Finally paying off, man, because the demons are here. That's right. You thought there would be more drow coming in with supplies, but it was demons the whole time. You know, uh, it makes me laugh uh, thinking how many hints and lore and bits of information that all DMs drop in the middle of conversations here and there that don't necessarily get picked up until that moment it happens and all the players get to have that mo- uh, that scene of oh, I, I this thing this piece I wrote on a piece, this thing I wrote on the piece of paper on its note yeah we really didn't pay attention to any of those background like events or clues in terms of like it potentially leading some to something I was just like oh the drow got hurt in the background oh whatever oh the drow are like low on supplies yeah I guess it's just part of the thing and then demons show up and I'm like oh Oh, all right, all right, nice. Well, at this point, and I, it all comes together. Yeah, <laughs> for real. And at this point, I definitely want to regroup with the rest of the party because I even even now I know and knew Inoki 
could not escape on his own with Stool and Pupito. That character of mine is not strong. He is all performance and no strength. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm glad that you guys got together. That works out for everyone. Time for y'all to uh, make with those plans and see how you get out of here. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty eager to uh, regroup with the party. So I hope we, that ends up working out for us. So, people, thank you all for listening to this point, and if you're enjoying the episode so far, you already know what's coming up and what we're about to say. So, you can support us directly on our Patreon at nextontheinitiative.com. Just had to try to switch that up a little bit, have some fun with that. No, I like it. It was pretty good. Yeah, no, well... Any additional content we make is going to be uploaded to the Patreon first, and the best way to find it is by using the link in the description. What position would the description, the link be? Would it be below, above? Is it popping out towards our listeners in a 3D projection? No, it should be below. It's definitely in the description below, you know? Okay. So, uh, Jakes, whose turn is it to name a $3 item? I'm feeling like the roster is getting pretty slim at this point. Yeah, I mean, we went through most of our D&D group now, and all it's, uh, we got one more friend of ours and it's jack mr crop the warforge himself if it is it really nova scotia's turn call him up all right let me just put on my professional podcast voice and give him a call you know so mr jack what brings you by the podcast (laughs) mr jack dimadome owner of the dimsdale dimadome i am done Doug Dimidon, owner of the Dimsdale Dimidon. Live and in charge from Atlanta, Georgia, downtown Atlanta. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> so, Jack, basically, um, we've been trying to get everybody from the D&D campaign to, like, record some of the outro. Now's the time, Jack. Do you remember thinking of or have you thought of anything that costs about, like, $3 to roughly equivalent of our first tier on patreon yeah hmm. three dollars a new journal is roughly three dollars a new journal yeah yeah all right cool like something you yeah uh, write in that kind of journal all right yeah like you know the ones with the fancy covers oh so like one of those journals you use to like i don't know absorb the souls of the dam for your warlock patron that i guess those only cost three dollars oh no 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 you get that for free is it free though? Is it though? Uh, well. I mean, just 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 one of those once in a lifetime run-ins with one of the lesser demons. <laughs> yep. It'll do it to you. You just looking for a little edge? You trying to give up your humanity? Okay, so be it. Oh yeah, just uh, it's like um, let me think. You want to give up your humanity? I mean, that's nice and all, but what what is it in store for me? You know, what do I get from this? I don't need humanity. I got plenty. demonity. Got, we got plenty of that. <laughs> demonity. <laughs> demonity. Demonity. All right. So, for the price of a demon's demonity and a journal, because remember, we're throwing in the demon's journal for free. You can help support our podcast on Patreon just for three bucks. <laughs> <laughs> three bucks. Alternative methods of currency includes buttons equal to or greater than your soul. Or just your soul if you if you don't have buttons lying around. Do we need a disclaimer that says we will not actually give you a, a demonic journal that absorbs the souls of the innocent for free? It's just a bit. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> 
Anyways, follow us on social media. You can use the links in the description to find our official accounts. And as always, consider giving us a good rating on the platform you use to listen to this podcast. We would really appreciate it. (laughs) 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 All right. Some of the sound effects used in this episode were made by Jake's Our Showrunner. The sources for the music and additional sound effects can be found in the description and were used under Creative Commons licensing. This podcast is unofficial fan content of the D&D 5e module, Out of the Abyss. We are not sponsored or endorsed by Wizards of the Coast. Any role-playing we do as characters, depictions of locations, or other content in this module is fan content of this podcast of the source material. So please, support their official release. Special thanks to Maya Ross playing It, the Grung, David George as Ugesh, the Fighter, Arun Bardawaj as Zuvara, the Half-Elf, Jakes Hernandez as Inoki the Mykonid, and Elijah Jackson, our great DM. And I'm Jacory Phillips, Croft, the Warforge. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode. Tzuduku. Later, land pirates. Adios, compadres. Peace. See ya. Janai. Podcast.